Hello and welcome, friends, to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 18th day of July. I'm Paul White. We're starting a brand new work week, and uh, we'd love to invite you to be with us this weekend in Chapin, South Carolina on Friday, and Flowery Branch, Georgia on Sunday for our monthly meetings. Privileged to have you come and join us if you can. Of course, we record these meetings, these encounters, the sermon portion of them, and we'll post those in upcoming weeks. Um, today we are in 2 Timothy and beginning a brand new chapter, 2 Timothy chapter 2. Paul says this to Timothy, you therefore my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus and the things that you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Let's just do this today on these first couple of verses and say at, from the start, Paul goes back to the theme of my son because he sees himself as a sort of spiritual father to Timothy and Timothy a spiritual son. And of course, this has nothing to do with biological birth. We know that Paul is not Timothy's father and we know that they're not blood relation, at least according to the way he speaks of Timothy's grandmother and his mother back in the first chapter. But he does see a spiritual connection and we all have sort of spiritual fathers, people who implant something in us of their DNA, their calling, their gifting and anointings. And then they help. They don't just speak over us, but they actually help shape us as a father would. And we all, in some ways, are spiritual sons to something or to someone. Um, The issue could be with The issue regarding why some people feel so disconnected to the church or they feel so hurt, so abused, could be because in some respects they are abused or have been abused in the most egregious and violent of ways, which is when it's from those who should protect you and those who should love you. And instead of protecting and loving you, they violently abuse you, molest Um, bring harm to, abandon. And I think it's why there is a widespread move of deconstruction, a word that I think might get used a little too loosely, but, but people deconstructing their faith, deconstructing the things they think about the church. I actually think deconstruction is better than demolition, where you knock everything down and you're left with nothing. But I think maybe why deconstruction, this seems like the season for it, and why there's so many people talking about it and involved in it, even if they're not using the word properly, um, could be because there are so many people who spiritually are kind of a bastard. They don't really have a spiritual father. And I don't mean they don't have a minister they look up to, or they don't have an individual that cares for them. I mean that they don't have they've been abused in the church by the people that were supposed to take care of them and because of that they're knocking everything down let me do a little sidebar here and talk about for a second this this idea of deconstruction why i say the word might be being misused i think that there are some things in the process of deconstruction that we tear down that had been built ways of thinking terminology mindsets, interpretations. These things were built around us. Some of them were built by us. Many of them were built for us. 
by teachers, leaders, pastors, parents, friends, mentors, authors, uh, tele-evangelists, podcast hosts, whatever. They Most of the time, it's the things that were framed over a lifetime that we're deconstructing. Things that people put up that we realize don't, they don't aid our growth. And so we start to deconstruct them. And a lot of times they might be theologies or ideas or interpretations. Um, I think we're using the term a little loosely. I think anytime someone becomes enlightened, they call it deconstruction. I don't think enlightenment necessarily leads to deconstruction. And I don't think enlightenment necessarily even means deconstruction. The Bible uses the phrase repent, which is a from the Greek word metanoia, which has within it something that's become very commonplace is to say it's to change your mind. And that is true, but it's, it's not just this. I used to think this yesterday. Now I think this today It's to change the mindset. It's, it, it's a probably a better word than deconstruction. Um, our word deconstruction tells us much the same thing, but the mindsets change. And as they change, that's an act of repentance that creates something new. So it's not just that we're tearing things down. We're tearing and rebuilding. That's a change of mindset. Repentance is not destroy the old mindset. It's change the mindset. And so it's not just knocking things down. This is why when you have a revelation and your theology shifts or your interpretive lens shifts, I don't think we should call that deconstruction. I think we should call that revelation. Um for instance, if for you the Bible was full of literal stories and then you start to see the Bible as full of real stories, things that are more real than true, and that means that they stand for something and now you no longer believe that they're literal, um, you didn't deconstruct literalism as much as you had a revelation of something greater and so I, I did all of that in this podcast. I didn't set out to do all of that. I did all of that in this podcast based on Paul's statement, you're my son, be strong in the graces in Christ Jesus. And I did it simply because I don't know that we have a lot of people with an awareness of son and father in relation to their relationship with the church, not just in their relationship with God. And being strong in this text is in the grace that's in Christ. It's not be strong in your attitude, be strong in your dependency, be strong in your, your stubbornness, be strong in grace. And the things you've heard from me among many witnesses commit these to faithful men able to teach others also. So we're always in the process of passing the information on. So Timothy realizes this is my spiritual father talking. He's invested in me. I'm safe in this space all I got to do is be strong in the grace that's been delivered. That's his favor. Take that, rest in it, but don't set on it. Instead, commit these things to faithful men so they can teach others also. So we're never really done. We're never really finished with the information. We just take it and we plant it somewhere else. In, in effect, we as sons spiritually are recreating sons. We're helping put that into people. What, and, and I don't really like to call that mentorships. I think only the Holy Spirit can mentor you. But I do believe people can be in your life for a season to fertilize soil, to fertilize something, to germinate something so that it brings forth fruit. And in some ways, they are fathering something in you. 
Okay, tomorrow we get into back-to-back-to-back allegories by Paul. He uses three different illustrations. We're going to bring them out and start to work through them. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.